to Film is a Little Bit of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hey. And Mama Kay. Hi, y'all. And tonight we're doing a new Netflix film, The Devil All the Time. Uh, Devil All the Time is based on a book, same title. Uh, I did not know about this until a day or two before it came out. Uh, Mama Kay was on the jump on this one. She knew we were looking for 2020 stuff, and she was like, Devil All the Time's coming out. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. But then I looked at the cast, and I was like... All right, good enough for me. There's enough people in here that I like. Uh, what did you know about Devil All the Time? Okay. Um, I knew what it was when it was in production because it had all, you know a lot of names attached to it, and that it was supposed to be a theatrical release, I think. And well, COVID, so it's a Netflix film. I also knew it was dark. Yes. Uh, did you know anything about it going in, uh, Jess? Nothing. There we go. Good. Back on our back on our <laughs> usual understanding levels. <laughs> Uh, the Devil All the Time. Sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality. So this is on Netflix. It just came out uh, less than a week ago after you, since you're hearing this. So if you have any interest, all, all we really said was it is uh, dark, sinister characters, corruption, brutality. If you like that kind of stuff, it is on Netflix. Uh, anything else? It's a big cast. It's directed by the guy who made Christine. If anyone knows who that movie is, uh, Antonio oh. Campos is the man's name. So, yeah, if you have any interest, go check it out, because we are going to spoil it like always. We rate <laughs> things here at Films with the One Minute in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, the movie spans a good amount of time, basically from 1945, World War II, all the way up through the 1960 something, 1960. They're talking about the uh, the next war at the end, so late 60s. So it's like a 20 year time span. Uh, we start off uh, in the Solomon Islands uh, with Marine Willard Russell, who uh, finds uh, the still breathing body of his uh, sergeant. Nailed to a cross, and he's mm. and he's he's dying, and he's in a horrible shape, and he shoots him, and right off the bat, we're like, oh, this is gonna be a real bleak movie, and uh, <laughs> we we just did uh just Nicole and I just did another horribly bleak film called Lost Girls, and um, we are following oh, it up no. with the possibly even more bleak movie, where we just oh, kind of no. go from point in time to point in time and meet people who are murderers, or we meet people who rape people, or we meet people who kill people because god and then they kill themselves um a lot of that and uh the, the whole thing that once once we get through the beginning couple of stages where we meet a preacher character or a serial couple killer couple uh there's there's a war guy and his wife um there's you know a couple different older characters we meet and most of them and more spoilers die and then the main part of the movie is spent with Tom Holland, who is the orphan of one of those sets of characters and, and his life, which is full of the same horrible, terrible things that the people in the beginning's life were uh, full of. So, I mean, I, I could go through the individual details, but it's a really long plot, and that's kind of what you need to know to get it kicked off. Well, okay, you uh, brought this to our attention. What do you think of the plot? Wow, this was, like, I, all over the place. I... I don't know if he could have made it more messy or hard to try to figure out what actually you were going to be watching because I felt like the movie didn't start until, I don't know, 45 minutes into it, maybe. There was, I mean, there were things going on 
I mean, there was a little bit, I, I, I wanted there to be more, all of these stories, you know, tie together at some point at different points in the movie. And I wanted it to be a little more, I want, I wanted there to be more breadcrumbs, I guess. We, we know in the beginning that um, the two couples that we meet in the beginning, the two who wind up being the two couples, um, they tie, they come back to, they, in, in a way, come back together at the end. Um, and that ties their little plot lines up nicely, but I, it seemed like such a mess. I mean, and it is bleak and, uh, uh, and I don't read books, so I'm thinking the book was better. Right, Jess? Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like, look at me, I don't read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think we have the three non-readers on right now. Yay. Um, so, yeah, I was hoping for a lot more. Um, this kind of was getting hype in the beginning with Robert Pattinson attached to it and the, and Tom Holland and, you know, some supporting, some other supporting characters. But yeah, it felt like, it felt like you could probably have either a movie or a mini series. This felt more like a mini series of a lot, all these different little plots together. And it wasn't compelling for me. I wasn't waiting for the next thing to happen. I was actually concerned about what was going to happen next. So um, I With think I'm going to give the plot a two. Oof. What do you think, Jess? I think I agree with Mama Kay and like with everything she said. Um, this is a very, very long movie and it's really yeah. uh, like loose moving. It's kind of hopping all over the place. And when I started watching this... Two hours and 18 this, minutes for people to... It's not, it's not our usual 90 minute or... But it's it, a long it, felt, it felt long because the plot wasn't fast. Um, so it felt longer than what the actual time time was. Yeah. Um, and you can, I could tell like the first 20 minutes watching this, it's, it's going to be a movie where it's like, and then I turn four. And then it's like a series of bad events. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's not a bad way to put it. <laughs> I mean, it I is really four. sad because I, I consider Arvin like basically the main character and it's about like yeah. his really shitty life. And um, yeah. <laughs> you're just kind of time hopping all the shitness in his life. And so it's definitely sad. Um, it's not fast paced. It's kind of all over. It's It's not bad but it's definitely not good um so yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes that's exactly what it is <laughs> so i'm gonna pass it over to you i'm gonna agree with her and give it a, a two i'm kind of with you guys for the most part um this yeah this doesn't after a verse half hour like all the way up till uh bill skarsgård's character uh, the guy who plays pennywise for you jess that's what that one i know guy, he familiar <laughs> uh the all the way up till the point he kills himself i'm like what the fuck's happening in this i have what no idea like who, who who are the care who are the characters who who what am i following once yes. we get to tom holland is arvin and then we spend time with him as like a like a, like a teenager into a young adult from then to the end i'm like okay i can follow this now i know who everyone is i know like why i'm supposed to care and then right. and then we get callbacks to different characters like you know we get the, the serial color couples throughout the whole thing his stepsister their parents are the are the preacher the preacher and the uh, and the woman he kills at the beginning so like we we get back to it and it, and later it kind of makes sense but it doesn't make sense for like a third of the movie and it's like yeah. and it's it's not a short movie um it, i don't think it dragged as much for me maybe as it did for jess i thought it moved it moved like a an average two two hour and eighteen minute movie. I didn't feel fast. I didn't think it dragged too much. Um, so I like it later more 
Uh, yeah. But it takes a very long time for me to understand what's happening, and that's that's kind of a problem. Um, but once once we get uh, once it gets kicking, once the like the third suicide happens, or whichever whatever number suicide happens, the hanging one, from then to the end, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> snapping with it, and I'm and I'm enjoying it more. But up until then, I go from confused to not caring, and then once we hit the, the, the hanging part, I'm like, okay, I, I kind of like this, and I kind of like the last couple of things we conclude with, so uh, I, I guess I'll be a step above you guys. It is messy, so I'll give it a 2-5, because I, I do end up coming around to it somewhat by the end, but it, uh, it takes a little I effort, agree it takes with a little you. time. I agree, I agree with you, Ren. You put it very succinctly that, yeah, that first part maybe should have been told in flashbacks or something. To make it I think, less, I didn't even think of your mini series thing. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't like TV. I wouldn't have watched this if it were six twenty-five to thirty-minute episodes, and you know, basically half hour longer in the end. But it might have been better that way if you if we had like the first two episodes where we understood what happened in the beginning, and yeah. like what like because we were moving so quickly and not almost nonsensically. Uh, so let's try to get all these characters nailed down. Arvin is uh, Tom Holland's character. He's also played by an actor named Michael Banks or Peta when he's younger. Bill Skarsgård is his father. Robert Pattinson is Reverend Preston Teagarden. He's the reverend at the second half. Uh, Riley Keough and Jason Clark play Sandy and Carl. These are the serial killers. Sebastian Stan is the sheriff and the older brother of the of Sandy, the Sandy. serial killer woman. Uh, Eliza Scanlon, also known as I called her Ringo in the in um, Little Women, because she's the fourth sister that no one no one thought she's about. She's Beth. What are you talking about? Wait, is she Beth in the other one? I think so. Is that the fourth? That's the fourth sister. There, that's right? the fourth sister. Yeah, the that's the one that one. doesn't matter. The other three have <laughs> have storylines, and then she just dies in a bed for two hours. Anyway, um, she's the, she's the stepsister in this one. Uh, and then everyone else has like some smaller parts. Haley Bennett's uh, Arvin's mother and Mia Wasikowski's uh, Lenora's mother. Harry Milling is Lenora's father that people recognize him. Well, people might not recognize him, but he was uh, Dudley in uh, the Harry Potter movies. Really, really uh, thinned out. You know, he's really? dropping spiders on his face. Uh, yes, you're right. Yeah, <gasps> weird to see him. All, all thinned out, right? He's 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 preacher man now. Also, uh, yeah. There's Terrible, still more characters, scary. but that's enough. I think I think that's enough of the main ones. Uh, back to you, Jess. What do you think of these characters? Uh, that's too many to talk about. I'm probably gonna shave off your main ones and talk about <laughs> maybe the main or <laughs> uh, the main ones. Um, <laughs> the the characters were the best part, I think, and everything else was at, like kind of how we said. It wasn't bad, but it certainly wasn't good. Arvin was my favorite, um, and they really did a good job of the child care, the child actor of him, and how he grew up. Like it really did look like it was exactly him, just the way he talked, the way he acted. It it really could yeah. have been him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was so, a good flow too. Yeah, so the acting was really good. Um, that's what I liked the best, so, and I liked Arvin as a person. I mean, he went through so much shit, but he still like had a good heart. Like, I mean, he killed people, but for a good reason. And he was just put, (laughs) always put in an impossible situation where he really did have no choice. Um, Mm -hmm. So I admire him for that. Like he really, you know, prevailed through it all. And I am kind of curious to see how the rest of his life goes. Like, will his life turn around and will he um, like be a dad and like actually have a nice family or is it just going to be constantly people around his life dying all the time? And that's just (laughs) unfortunate. (laughs) 
and some of them he'll have to I don't know hand that he got picked or something um so I think the fact that I liked him so much made me keep watching it if it wasn't for him I probably would have just dismissed it this movie entirely and said that it was just plain bad let's talk about uh Robert Patterson Pattinson I'm sorry so I've never watched the Twilight movies I was never a Twilight girl um so and I always thought that he was weird looking in the first place. So I, I never really thought much of him. Now I think less of him. because he's Really? Just, I mean, I guess he did a good job at his... He, he acted well. It's just he was such a slimy character. I'm just like, ugh. Um, something about his voice, too. Does he really sound like that? No, everyone's doing an accent. No, everyone in this movie is like either British or they have a different yeah. American English or English accent. No one, no one in the movie that I know is of American. who's an actor in this actually talks like their character in real life. So they're yeah. everyone's doing some sort of yeah. I thought he was British or something, accent. but just the I don't know the tone of his voice. It's like it's very I, I don't know. It doesn't sound manly. I guess is what I'm saying. He just sounds That's true. Yeah, he just sounds as no, creepy. He's got, he, yeah, he's got this like oh, mama said kind of voice. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's like, kinda a, it's like, like kind of like a moany, ghostly kind of southern voice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, it's just frustrating because you know he's one of the people that are like, oh, I got touched by God, and he and then he basically could just do whatever he wants, and he has this ego and all this stuff, and it's just really unfortunate. Watching this movie made me glad I was born like in the 90s because I was like, man, is this what life was like back then? And then I was like, mom, is this what you went through back then? <laughs> was this what it was like back in your times? This is also, you know, other West Vir- field. <laughs> it's West Virginia and like, you know, Eastern Ohio, Southern Eastern Ohio. And so yeah, this I is mean, the Rust Belt. They had a hard time. They, they haven't. I don't know how far they've caught up with some stuff. So at this point in the in the game, yeah, it's the next favorite was probably Lorena. Or am I saying her name right? Lenora. Lenora. Lenora yeah, Lenora. Um, she was also a girl who was just had a bad hand and had an unfortunate life. Um, she was always innocent and um, and just cute and you know just wanted to do the best things with the life that she had and unfortunately she got taken advantage of and the way she died was an accident which is just kind of like okay you got a really bad hand um okay i've done talking about the characters i'm gonna give (laughs) those are the three that matter (laughs) Uh, there's just just some okay i'll talk about the two serial killers my first question is what is their motive are they just slimy people and that's it exactly Yeah, yeah, the, this is just, it's like any type of serial killer who does, you know, they all got like a weird thing they do, like they all got like they all have kill in a certain way or in a certain place or they got the same rope tying, same stabbing things. They got like a ritual. Theirs is the one guy takes pictures of his wife naked with the with the people they kill. So, that's just their thing, you know. Yeah, so when she was a waitress at the very beginning, I thought she just seemed like like a normal housewife, and you know she's not a normal housewife. I don't know. It, the the cop kind of said like, I know my sister was always weird, but this was just like she never saw that coming. Just that just watching that couple's dynamic and what they do that that was also like just ugh, very icky. Yeah, I'm done with the ickiness. I'll I'll, I'll give them a three because they were all very good acting. It's just that. Again, the, everyone had bad luck. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of start where Jess left off with the serial killer couple. Um, 
which might be a weird place to start, but I don't want to forget this point is that she did seem normal. He seemed weird when they first met. So I didn't know where that was going to go, but I don't, I, the problem, a lot of the problem I have with this movie is motivation because there are a lot of characters. And I think the only person we really get motivation, know their motivation is um, Arvin is Tom Holland's character. I mean, we do know from his dad, but you know, he's gone after the first, 40 minutes or whatever. Um, so the serial killer couple, I don't really get, you know, if she has like Stockholm syndrome or something, I feel like she would be acting different. I did not understand why she was just sort of, it almost felt like she was kind of just going along with being a serial killer. That just doesn't set right. That's what I, it it didn't like, it wasn't a good fit. Like it didn't match who they, who she was. I feel like she just kind of went along with it and it just, such a, uh, you know, an obscure thing and just go along with. Right. I it's I, I don't disagree with you guys. I think that they're not super fleshed. At least she isn't. But, like, maybe she just got, like, she wants some excitement and this was exciting. And then by the end, she doesn't, doesn't seem like she, she seems like she hates it because she's so bored and she can't leave. I get a, I get a feeling like she's super, like, detached. Like, she doesn't, it's not that she feels bad that she killed these people. She doesn't want to be with this guy anymore if the guy was better maybe she would be fine to keep on the killing but she gets i don't know bored with it is that's the impression i got from her is she doesn't she doesn't have a moral quandary she's just tired of it she's just sick yeah maybe if she found a a new better serial killer who did things in a different way that might well that's what he was she was thinking about at the very end she's like what if i just kill him and then try it with this new kid and maybe i'll teach him and maybe we'll be better like she doesn't want to it's not like she hates the killing it's that she's bored of the killing she's like you gotta spice things up this is getting a little little lame (laughs) but because of that she just seems like unaffected and not of that of that group like this the all of these people sort of they belong in this area you know what i mean they but they're they're situated they're situationally there their accents all of that stuff this couple doesn't have that even though she's the sister of um the sebastian stan sheriff character you know that's the hardest part to believe is that those two characters are related for me it's not that they both exist it's that they are related it's that sebastian stan's corrupt cop and the the traveling serial killer is related that seems weird to me than either of their existences really weird and really forced and you know you could probably have if you had a story based on where they came from and what their situation is that might be interesting to watch like what is it what was their family life growing up how did how did this happen where you you know they're one side of the coin and the other side of the coin so i just wanted to start there because that's where jess ended and i didn't want to and it was sort of in my head arvin is the standout character this is his story and I agree that the 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 kid and Tom Holland are like that was a a really good match for this this character. Um, it was a really strong performance. I don't think I've really seen him in other things besides you know his Marvel Spider Man uh, situation. So I wasn't quite sure how I was going to get past you know that he's Peter Parker. But I really did very quickly. He's he's good. I, I thought he was good. I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. And I was motivated by, you know, his character's motivation. You're right. He's, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't want to have to go out and kill people, but it's the right thing to do. So it is. Like, yeah, he do. kills yeah. the worst people. So and he kills he kind the worst of people. And you're, <laughs> he kind of, yeah, he kinda, he's like Peter Parker, the dark side. So Peter I mean, Parker is like the 50s. <laughs> in 
<laughs> yeah, the West Virginia version of Peter Parker. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, you know, I, I think that that's that the that is the highlight of this movie. Uh, the low light for me is Robert Pattinson. It, yes, he's annoying from the get go. Uh, everything about and it's so not because of his character. I've seen his character many times. It's the swarthy preacher coming into town. You know what he's about. He's gonna be you know. The first thing that he does is when he, you know, when he uh, disses the mama's chicken livers, I was like, oh, no, he is. This isn't going to work. Um, but you knew right away that he was just going to molest all the girls in town. I called that from jump. So, well, after that, the tone that's been set, we know what's coming. We're like, yeah. all right, well, what, what type of horrible character is he going to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know now what type of horrible character he is. Um, but it wasn't that. I mean, that that's that's kind of a, a trope character, and I get it. But he was just so bad at it. Um, the acting was terrible. The accent was terrible. I almost felt like he was like kind of making fun of it like it, he was going a little too far on pretty much everything uh and his voice just like like Jess was saying and like you're this like the, it was t- a high pitched southern drawl i don't need that the smaller characters that were really good apparently well there's i mean now we have a couple of harry potter people in here right so robert pattinson was in harry potter so was who was the other guy the the preacher the harry preacher melling guy. is the harry melling is the actor yeah. yeah he was the first preacher who uh yeah poured and he spiders was... on his face and murdered his wife because he thought he could bring her back to life oh yeah okay and he did that really well i thought compared to robert pattinson's preacher so he was way more he's a really good uh, actor i've seen him in a couple other things i'm i'm glad he's still getting work because he's great and his character had a little had a brother or a sidekick or somebody that was like wheelchair guy and we don't even know why i mean we heard just leave him in the car do we yeah (laughs) (laughs) we see his wheelchair in the back of the car um yeah it's because he got it from drinking strychnine or something i don't you know a lot of these characters i would really like to know what is going on outside of this movie for them so uh, it was kind of and a toe dipped and stuff and then there were other characters i don't want to i don't want to see again i don't want to see pattinson's preacher um i didn't like lenora as much as jess i you know felt bad for her um but also she lives in this world you know life's gonna be shit for her so this is this is a bummer um i was surprised by how she died that she was wanting to take her life and then she changed her mind but oops (laughs) the the stool flies out from under you and you know you you better be (laughs) You better be sure you want to do that, I guess, <laughs> if you want to do that. So, so that that was an interesting. I I liked that part, uh, that plot point of the movie, um, and I even liked the beginning part with the. Um, I liked the the character Bill Skarsgård and and his wife and what was going on with them. I suppose we'll, we'll talk about it later. But there's a whole God religion thing that is a purveys pervasive over this film that um is an interesting thing to talk about i think so i think i'm gonna leave it for characters there am i missing anybody really important i don't think so i think that's all the um, named character i mean there's a couple other randos but that's that's, that's yeah <laughs> in general i like them uh, there's some that are just not fleshed out well or right um so i'm gonna give them a three you know who was originally supposed to play the sheriff uh sebastian stan's character yes i do your boy yeah, yeah. Chris Evans originally supposed to be Sebastian Stan, so that would have been another that would have Marvel been, thing. 
I don't know how weird that would have been. It would have been weird. I, I I picture his character from Lobby Hero. I'm like, yeah, probably like that, but with the southern <laughs> accent instead of a Brooklyn accent. Um, yeah, Tom Holland's the best in this, and it's it's not super close. Um, mostly because he, he's the only one. He's one of only two like objectively good people. I think Eliza Scanley's character is a good person, though she's just kind of good because she's not awful. She doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, except be an object of the horribleness. Whereas, uh, as Arvin takes action, she just is kind of the receiver of the, the bullies and then the sexual assaults and then just all the, I mean, her life starts off with the, with the, her dad murdering her mom. So like her, her whole thing is like, she doesn't really have any agency, so I don't really care about her. As a, she's in one of my favorite scenes, the scene where she dies. I think that's a great scene. I'll talk about it in <laughs> yeah. sound. Um, and that's the same reason I, I, I don't think Robert Pattinson's terrible in this. Um, I'm probably conflating my like for him and because Jesse said Twilight's. I know him from everything else. He the does lighthouse. a bunch of smaller. The lighthouse, good time. He's just in Tenet. Yeah, exactly. All of his not not necessarily smaller, but more serious acting roles. He's a, I think he's a good in pretty much everything I've seen him in. I don't. I wouldn't say this is one of the characters I'm going to remember, but he's also in a couple scenes that I actually like in this. And towards the second half of this, I like the church scene with him and Tom Holland. I think that's a yeah a really good scene. I think it's shot really well. You get visual and sound time. Um, the serial killers I wanted to like, but they're two actors that I don't really like. Um, mm. I, I think Jason Clark is Blandy McBland. Uh, I've never seen him in anything where I'm like, you know, you know, the eighth best character in that was Jason Clark's character. Even if there's he's like also characters. creepy McCreep, and he's always that. Well, let's see. He yeah, was he, uh, he he was the creepy guy in Pets, the dad in Pet Cemetery, who got creepier as we went along, and uh, he was in this horrible uh, like fake video game Matthew McConaughey movie. I can't remember the name of that. Yeah, what was that one, Jess? That we you you were uh, like clawing your eyes out, Chappaquiddick. Yeah, you were like get me the fuck out of this theater. Good <laughs> night. Like he's just he's just like Ugh. like he's just like a groan. And then Riley Keough, we we all did a movie that she was in, one of her earlier roles. She was the shitty girl in um in Magic Mike. Remember, we were like everyone was pretty good in it except that one girl. Why was she so terrible? This is oh. her. So uh, and, and she's been she in a is, couple right? of things. What, she's, what Elvis Pre- she's Elvis Presley's granddaughter. Oh, oh I did not know that. She's in a yeah. movie called The Lodge, which that's a, not a good. I don't think that's a good movie, but he she's decent in it. But I the, like I don't like them because I don't like those two actors, and they're their <laughs> their only purpose is to murder off characters or or you know kind of restart different plot points when we need them to. Maybe in the book tie things together a little bit. Maybe in the book, the sister and Sebastian Stan's character, who, again, I don't understand. Like, he goes and yeah. murders a couple of the gangsters in town. One of them's played by <laughs> Douglas Hodge. He's a Black Mirror guy, so I always love to see Black Mirror people out out and about. Um, but, I, like, I don't get any of that. I just, I'm like, eh, let's just get back to Arvin. His story is the interesting one at this yeah. point. And that's why I like, that's why I like the Robert Pattinson character, because he's involved in that part. And I think he's creepy and scary and me and not mean. Well, he's mean, but, like, like snivelly and and uh hot, holier than thou and he gets what's coming to him and it's a uh, pretty satisfying and 
yeah, I think the I think the acting is pretty solid in this. I think the writing is is actually pretty good. The like the dialogue writing is good. The writing of the plot and making it all work doesn't work all the time. But I think That's the writing messy. for the characters, the writing for the characters' dialogue, like scene to scene dialogue, is good. Yeah. Um, and it's acted well. So that's that's what keeps this movie afloat for me. And I'm I'm gonna give the characters a like a three. Um, couple of really solid ones. Couple of eh, ho hums. But uh, visual and sound, I got a couple things to say here. I'll see if you guys do. Mama K? Yeah, visual and sound. So um, this movie gives off creepy vibes everywhere. Like, like I, I can't, I can't even express how much of a downer this movie is. <laughs> and everything that is done lends to that. The, the, the scenery, the. Uh, the way scenes are shot, there's some really, I agree with you, there's some really good scenes. The 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 suicide, not suicide, oops, suicide scene is really good. Um, the, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> the scene in, all, the scenes in the church, for me, I think almost all of, all of them are really good. I like, you know, the first time we see it when it's Spider Guy, um, mm-hmm. oh, not Spider-Man, but Spider-Guy. <laughs> wow, that's interesting, yeah. Um, Thin Dudley. And then, and then when they meet the um, Robert Pattinson character and they're having and all the townsfolk are in that like semicircle and they're giving him this huge, you know, meal and he mm-hmm. is an asshole about it. Um, I think that's really interestingly shot. Um, and then the big scene where uh, Tom Holland's character ends up killing Robert Pattinson's character is really good and well acted um, and shot nicely. The music is not my taste at all, but I think it had to not be my taste at all because I didn't want to like it at all. Cause nothing about this movie is quote likable. It's not, it's just n- totally unlikable. You're rooting for Arvin cause he's a likable guy in, in this horrible, terrible world, but it's everything that happens is just, is, is abysmal. And, um, it makes you lose faith in actual humanity. So uh, the fact that the music was not to my liking is actually really suitable. A sound? I don't know. I, I guess um, nothing irked me, so maybe it was fine. I don't know. I think that's that's a good part of this movie. I'm going to give that a three and a half. What do you got, Jess? I think my biggest like motivational question is why did Arvin go back just to bury the dog? Like, he's never yes. talked about the dog since. I get when he was a kid, like, he was traumatized by it. Like, he loved the dog, and then his dad sacrificed the dog, and that's, like, terrible. But, like, 10 years later, or 15 years later, however much later this is, he goes back just to bury the dog that he hasn't talked about since. And then the cop is like, oh, I know what he's doing. He's going to bury the dog. And I was like, who remembers <laughs> that little of a detail just being like, so what are we going to do about the dog? Like, he just well, the cop runs in the into- back seat. Doesn't cut the cop run into that gas station guy, and that's how he figures yeah. out where he's going? Because yeah, otherwise, yeah, I don't know how he would get there otherwise. But he gets a call from the gas station guy who tells Tom Holland to go back, or tells his Tom Holland where to go. Um, there's always, though. Did anybody else notice this? That in in different transition scenes, there's always a dog barking in the background. <laughs> I didn't notice I that. So. That's a that's a yes. good. That's a good. Th- that's a good pickup. That's probably. A f- I mean, when, when it's the kickoff of his trauma is his mom dies, his dad kill like is like mean to him and forced him to pray, and in like aggressive ways, and then kills his dog, 
and then kills himself, and then t- and then his life is horrible all the way up to he can't take it anymore, and he returns to his place of trauma. That's a trauma victim thing. They return to the place of their thing. Uh, it's an attempt at closure. Um, and if the dog barking thing was going on, I, I didn't pick up on that, but that actually adds a little little strength. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't mind the going back at the end. I don't know. To me, just to go back to properly bury the dog. Like I I don't really get the two, but um, fine. So I mean, he's closing his trauma off. Everything between the dog dying and the dog burial, he's he's done with that part of his life. He's moving on. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. So, so I I agree with you guys. The suicide scene that was like just very crippling, as well as um, Arvin killing um, Preston. I think that was like the only scene that I was kind of glued to this movie, like for that ten minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that. I, the way they shot that or the way they made that happen, um, that was just like, damn. Like, he he came into the church, like, with a motive in mind. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, you. And then he shot him. He was, like, pretending hey, to you. be him. And it was like, oh, I've watched you. And he made a scenario in his head. And you're just like, oh, shit. I didn't really think he was that kind of guy. I didn't think he was, like, a torture kind of uh person or someone to like manipulate them first and then kill him i thought he would just do like the righteous thing and just kill him maybe like a little worse in the beginning but like not not as like dramatic as that scene was um Mm -hmm. so uh that was that was crazy i think something else that it's just an image i think of is all those pictures that this um the serial killers took and just seeing all them was just like disgusting um and yeah, I, I was... wish I didn't have to see that. And now I'm just like, ew. I don't want to have to like, think about that visceral. when I think about this movie. Oh, we just did Lost Girls. You wish we saw more of the dead girls. But now when it's the, oh, the pictures. You know, no, what, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess difference? maybe it's, I don't know. Like this one was just kind of like, maybe that was more for like science. This one was just kind of like gross. Like, why did you that like act that way or do that to somebody? Let me think. I don't think there's any other visual and sound that really sticks out at me since, again, this whole movie is kind of like a slow moving blah. I like how they, (laughs) like, you know, they made it in the 50s and 60s. So you really felt like you were in that time period. Like the costumes were good, um, just the way they acted, the way they dressed. It it was all fit in that time period. And they did a good job, like, Mm. setting that part of the movie. So I guess I will just. I'll probably give it an average three still. Yeah, I didn't even think about the costume and setting design. That's actually really good. Um, in here, I don't. I it 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 fits really well in there. Yeah, the be- I, the the scene that snaps me into liking the movie is the, or not like I don't fully like it, but where I start enjoying it more is the the hanging scene. It's so good, and we haven't really mentioned at all the the voiceover that's going this whole time. There's this slow right. narrator who's he he's he's supposedly telling you what's going on, but I think it makes it even more confusing because the beginning five minutes is him like talking <laughs> totally over a does. map, and he's like, "Well, we're going on down to Bumpkinville, and that's about four steps up from the Hooser Watch it." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then there's a guy on a cross in. in in an island off Japan. I'm like, I don't understand exactly. what's going on. Like this, you are not helping narrator. And the, but then the narrator finally does something that I like is when she's, you know, she's about to hang herself. She's on the bucket. And then he's like, it's in that moment. She realized that she didn't want to kill herself. And then it just shows her. St- 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 
tripping on the bucket and snapping your neck. And I, this, this is a, you know, it's a downer movie, but like when movies have like a levity or a humor to them, even if they're bleak in subject matter, that's when I like them. And I don't know if that was the point of that scene, but I like burst out laughing. I was like, oh my God, I needed that. I needed that. That was, I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, yeah, she I finally re- burst out laughing when I saw that. I, I also my, did not. No, it's my type of humor. It's well, I like this is like a movie that should be made for me, but it's so there's no humor in it ever. So I don't like that. I like when if this if this whole thing were played with that. Well, I guess you guys didn't find that funny, but like it was, just, that was funny. <laughs> the narrator's just been like the whole time. He's like, and she didn't want to kill herself, and then. But no one's gonna ever know that she didn't want to kill herself because she tripped and she killed herself. I'm like, ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then I'm it wasn't nearly as in. funny as you're saying it right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think it was funny it at all. <laughs> it's pretty it wasn't. Much that all I was, it was like, funny. I was, I felt terrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that that snapped me back into into the interest of the movie. Uh, there are Pattinson and Tom Holland scene in the church is really good. There, you know, the the staging of them and blocking of them being several pews away. Uh, yeah. the, the 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 brim of the hat over Tom Holland's eyes is really good. That's what really I think is is helping this along is you don't see his eyes and the, yeah. the, the hat I on and that 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 works so well i like when he shoots him he doesn't quite like kill him he like kind of hits like wings him and then he goes he wings him yeah it's like it's a sloppy killing it's not like a boom one shot you're dead like i I like that it's a little sloppy and it's a little you know and a lot of the kills in this are um i think it's because he's got because it's he's so vested in it you know what i'm saying he's got that anxiety that little bit of like shakiness when you're so vested in it so yeah and you know, and it just makes it feel more real when it's not just like a, I've, I've, you've never killed anyone. You just get the one headshot and they're just down. Like it's yeah. it's going to be a little little slops. Uh, and then I I like this even though I don't like the serial killers. I like the last serial killer scene where they die, where we see where, once again mm-hmm. the narrator actually helping for once. Uh, you know, explaining <laughs> why the why uh, uh, Sandy's thinking about leaving Carl, and we could see it, and she's like really wants to get out of there. And then it and then while she's thinking it, it just so happens Arvin's wise to to the whole thing going on because his, if his life hadn't have been so terrible, he probably wouldn't have uh, known to suspect something. But he's like everything's. Right. Awful. These guys are awful. I gotta get ready. I could think I have my gun on me, and he's right, of yeah. course, and kills dumb Jason Clark. And then I love the when they when he and Sandy have their mini shootout. We learn why we think Sandy might have shot him, and then we hear that you know serial killers aren't the most trusting type. And once again, the narrator making me ah, oh, uh, you're doing something that actually serves the purpose to me understanding things. And we see that. He loaded the gun with blanks because he didn't trust. Uh, he didn't trust her, and that's yeah. ultimately why she dies. Um, the I, I don't know if I care a whole bunch about the wrap up with the uh, with the cop because um, that whole part that whole part of the story wasn't super interesting to me. I was kind of done after the serial killers get killed. But there's some good, the the last hour, maybe even 45 minutes of this movie, are, have a couple of really strong scenes. Um, don't have anything to add to the music. It works for the bleakness. So I will give this a three, five. I don't think anything was bad. I think it's got a couple of really good scenes. So, um, the, I already just kind of talked about the ending. Uh, Pattinson dies. Serial killers die. Um, uh, <laughs> Sebastian Tom Holland Stan lives. Bur- That's it. So, yeah. Tom Holland lives. Tom Holland kills Sebastian Stan because he's there. He, he burns all the pictures and he's going to go kill him because, because his 
sister. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care about any of that. He kills he kill Sebastian Stan, uh, and he gets a ride from a guy, and for once a guy he, he meets isn't trying to murder him, and he can finally take a nap and think about the war, I guess. Uh that's that's the that's the happy ending where he falls asleep dreaming about Vietnam. Uh, so that's the end of the devil all the time. A resonance and feel. Whose turn is it? Is it Jess's turn? What do you got? Yeah. Um. Okay. The resonance and feel is obviously like wow. This is a really sad movie with people that had like really sad lives. I I'm probably gonna think about this a little bit just of how unfortunate these characters were. I don't think there's anything else that I'm really gonna, like, that's stuck on me or any, like, dialogue that, like, really, you know, had me thinking more or anything. I think it's just, like, kind of what I said at the beginning. It's, like, that movie, and it's, like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then it ended with, like, well, what can happen next? <laughs> it, it's just <laughs> it's kind of like that. So I, I'm probably just gonna give this a to five i think they could have made it like a little more engaging and like a little more into their lives but you're just kind of watching this slow moving thing i wish there was more attachment to it like the police stuff i agree with you i i could care less about like the police and him wanting to like be voted or whatever p- politics that he was really concerned about mm-hmm. i really could care less about that um i do kind of wish it was focused more on like women in this because It was kind of on um, Lenora with her, you know, her situation, but I think, like, they also had, like, a really terrible time here, but it was just kind of, like, Arvin's point of view and all of Arvin. I don't know. I wish, I kind of wish there was maybe more time with, like, the mom or Charlotte or something like that, too. So, yeah, I'm T5. Uh, What are you, uh, Mama K? Yeah, the I mean the women were just sort of sidekicks and and you know useful for the for all the male characters. They weren't really with the exception I mean the Sandy might have been the most like compelling of the female characters that well, she had the most least... agency. She made she made choices. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. just affected by choices, yeah. But she was still right. kind of following and... around her husband. So Oh yeah, she she's the, but like no one else does anything like no other female right. character does anything on their own like the every other yeah. female character either gets murdered or gets raped or or dies because dies of cancer rape like yeah it, it's there's yeah so i think maybe if yeah like there was more of a women's perspective or at least be in her shoes for at least like 10 minutes it would have been a little more compelling or attracted to the movie but yeah there was none of that it might have been more, I mean, especially with the character um, with Lenora, with Lenora's situation with the preacher, I think spending more time with her about it would have been, a, would have added a lot to that storyline, honestly, because you're not really, you don't get vest, invested in her very much. Um, and she dies. So I, mean, I can say that probably about most all the characters in this movie. I think this movie suffers from a plethora of characters there could have been the whole sheriff situation could have been cut i don't think that would have lessened it we would have lost what 10 or 12 minutes of this movie maybe 15 minutes of this movie i don't think it affects the, anything the I don't mob think it, like, no yeah that's what i'm saying he, that was like just when like, the cop so killed his partner or whoever it was like I, I could care less he went in the kitchen and like killed him like that yeah, yeah. that was ne- uh, completely unnecessary 
His only tie yeah. is to his sister, but we don't even need that. Like, we don't need to know that he's the sister. No, because like, that's, there's that's, no, that's not important to anything. It's not important. There's no relationship. It has no bearing on, I mean, as far as we know, it has no bearing on how she acts as a person, you know. maybe if well, we, yeah, we don't learn about more... them. We just learn that they're related. We don't know what their childhood right. was actually like. He, he says something like, I always knew you were weird. I didn't know you were this crazy. Like, that's, that's what we get. We don't get anything more than that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care either so um i guess i'm really glad chris evans didn't take that role because i don't want to have to think that as far as think what i'm going to think about in this movie and something we haven't talked about is is all the religious imagery and um that happens during this i mean the movie starts uh you know with a guy being scalped on a cross it's pretty in your face and yeah we didn't even talk about that in visual and sound (laughs) right that was pretty visually like I, I knew it was dark, and when that was one of the first scenes, I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. Shit. I I'm surprised we didn't talk about that either. That was just a very, like, in the very, very beginning. I just kind of they I got the, remember that. The, ro- the rotting body on the cross later, too, when the dad kills himself, the one he digs up, and it's all the flies around it. Like, that's pretty. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 All of that. The, yeah. Um, so I just think that there's there's a subtext here of, you know, I don't know whether he's maybe that's the writer's background that he's from that kind of background where, you know, there's uh, it's sort of a fundamentalist Christian, even beyond fundamentalist. I mean, it's Holy Roller, you know, backwoods Southern stuff with what do you call that? Where, you know, the guys come in and they're doing like crazy fairs and they're, blessing people and knocking this the whole movie is just and- how i thought the like all of the western world was for the past i don't know like 600 years i thought th- this is like this movie is like how i picture life like before the modern era for everyone everywhere in like western society west western like what modern era america. what are you talking about like when like, when did all like it's a small town and everyone's poor and people die all the time and there's horrible <laughs> abuse and everyone's miserable and then they have kids and pass the abuse along and that just happens until we get computers like that's kind of how i pictured <laughs> life like i this is this feels okay well i didn't to to, i didn't like, grow up with computers and nothing like the devil all the time happened in my town uh sure but me. what about your parents so. you think that you think their th- their their life was like like one generation yeah. above yours like I, yeah I, I think I, this is how i pictured the world and not cities I don't, I don't know about that. I think that there's varying degrees of that. I mean, you've got Little House on the Prairie kind of stuff on one side, and then you've got this on the other. So I think that I there's... I think that's... This is the yeah. sensibility. This is this is more like a like lower southern, midwestern, southern, and southern sensibility. This is what everybody thinks. It's deliverance, right? I mean, this is those this, these are those people. It's kind of shocking that Ohio is part of it, but I guess that part of Ohio is was kind of more like that. But I think anything that's sort of in that area, I mean, maybe, yeah, this is what was happening. Probably more like my grandmother's time. Uh, this maybe, maybe this was, you know, her kind of life. I don't know. Preachers and holy rollers. That's what I'm trying to think of. It was like this, this is, these are stories that I kind of, I guess you're right. I kind of would hear them from like my grandmother. She grew up in the South and, and they were just people traveling preachers and, and everyone had the fear of God. And it was always called the fear of God. It's not like you yeah. had a spiritual relationship. You had the fear of God. So, 
Um, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, like before, before modern era, like modern era, if you didn't live in a major metropolitan area where all the new ideas and new technologies were coming out, you lived here. Like, this is like, this is like everything like south of New England, east of the coast, or west of the coast, until you get to like California. Like, all of that <laughs> for a long time was just a bunch of this in my head. Like, like just like yeah. fi- like forty of the fifty states was just a bunch of this. All over I don't the place. Know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe to varying degrees. I think that the South gets it a little bit more. I mean, there's still. I think still you have you know a, a real religious uh, stronghold still in the South. I think, and I think that that's why it always plays like that. That's why these kind of characters are always, you know, in Louisiana or in you know West Virginia. That's just where that's that's kind of how that is. I don't think it's as pervasive other place. I think it was probably to a degree, but I don't think it's out when you're trying to make the point, you know, and, and, and hammer the point home. This is where you go. This is the part of the country they go to. I just think that, um, that there's, you know, the movie's called the devil all the time. So what does that mean? You know, what is that? What, what, are, what are we saying here? Like, well, yeah. And, and everything's just shitty all the time. Yeah, if you're not, if you're taught, thank and, God I wasn't born back then. Is what this movie should have been called. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like I could not have been born any. She's just. Oh, I was talking. I wish I was born even later. Like I don't. Want, <laughs> oh yeah, I so wish I was born like oh, past the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> She's like everything's just worse in the past. It's always better now. <laughs> very, yeah. very optimistic, Jess. <laughs> I would like to be. Born in 2073, because I think it's going to be great. Though. That would be awesome. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be, but it's got to be better. <laughs> yeah, so for residents and Phil, I mean... <laughs> born with an iPad, and I've had paper to me. <laughs> It'll be run, your iPad will be run exactly by your eyes. You don't even have Life to Life like, in 4K is the anything. only way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by then it'll be like 64K, it'll be great. Yeah, then you'll be like, these movies are so old looking now. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Ew. I probably will say that. She totally I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, did you so give a number? Reson- no, I didn't yeah. give a number, but because Resonance and Feel for me, I think those are the th- kind of themes I'm going to be thinking about a little bit about this movie. Uh, what I'm not going to be thinking about, because I don't like people on fire, so there was none of that in this movie. That was great. But I also don't, don't like violence to animals, so the whole dog scene via, you know, like Old Yeller and then the fact that we got the really quick oh the dogs up on the cross rotting this is awesome uh yeah, are you know. um are, are things that are going to stick in my mind yeah resonance and feel for me is uh probably a two and a half it's got some tiny bit of stick in the scenes that i've already talked about that i like um the religious part uh is stronger in the beginning and kind of uh fades out a little bit in the second half but that's fine because i like the second half better the 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 whole not lack of women perspective i mean you know again this is southern religious places in the 50s and 60s so the lack of female characters with agency doesn't it doesn't shock me for the time because it probably right. would have been a pl- time and place where there wouldn't be a whole lot of like when you think of like the historic like heroic women of the past they're they stand out because they were the only ones in the room <laughs> And this is, you know, the other rooms, all the ones that didn't have that. They had all these crazy, uh, crazy dudes, crazy religious dudes running things. And they were all doing the wrong thing constantly forever. So, uh, it is bleak. 
a bleak movie. We did Lost Girls, and now we did this. I at least <laughs> like this better as a movie. Like, I think this is more entertaining. It had better writing. It felt more created and creative than the, the other one we did. If I'm comparing it to the other bleak movie we just did, um, way more entertaining. More things to remember, uh, but still not, <laughs> still not good. I, I need some levity. We're gonna have to do something else after after these. I'll stick with a two five like you guys. I think that's perfectly appropriate. Uh, we're at the end. Mama Kay, you going to recommend Devil of Time since you, this was your idea? I can't imagine anybody that I would recommend this to that would thank me for it. Um, so, uh, is my, you know what, though? I really like Tom Holland's performance. God. Yeah, I'm not recommending this movie. Just Yeah, I'm with Mama Kay. It's like an almost, like you're just barely there, but not quite. So close. Yeah, because yeah. there are like some prevailing like good things that i like about it but there's just too much too much things that i don't care about um and like mama k said i don't know anyone that i would really recommend this to and they would really appreciate my uh perspective <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> especially during covid it's like no i don't want to watch this this is making yeah. me sad yeah, I, I'm, I'm like right where you guys are. I'm probably just going to barely land on the recommend side. This is kind of like the bar. This is like enough for me. I, you know, I know enough people who would really like this. I, on the movie communities that I go on and I, I'm a part of, this. some people really love this. Some people are giving this like four and a half, five stars. Some people are loving really? this movie that I, that I talk to somewhat regularly. I don't get it. I think it's a fine three star. Got some good ideas. A little sloppy. Uh, and just not not my taste enough like it it's like i need i need i like the dark i like dark humor not just pure darkness dark. like, <laughs> like there's just there's like uh, yeah dark so... humor dark comedy not dark devil stuff yeah not not, not just like it just bleak is the word like it's just like and then it gets worse and then it gets and the, the best part is well at least the guy didn't kill me maybe i'll go to vietnam like that's like the happy ending the, yeah, the best part of his life is so being able bleak. to take a nap and not worried about someone's gonna kill him yeah that was right. gonna beat me up or, or rape my sister or, or my parents aren't gonna murder each other like, <laughs> oh thank god i can take a nap like uh, it's too heavy it's too heavy um, no one's gonna is, diss my grammy's chicken livers yeah, no one go to <laughs> see. There's some stuff in here I like, and it is enough for like. I think people I would recommend this to. Like, I think a good enough would either come away with an eye having, or some people really like it. I know a couple people who would who all who would really like this too. So I'm gonna give it like a slight recommend, just barely. So it's a uh, we're all kind of in the middle, like eh, not recommend, slight recommend. So that's that's where we all are here. Um, so that's that is the devil all the time. Hopefully, we our next movie we do is something. A little lighter. Anything <laughs> a little lighter. Nothing this heavy. Uh, more 2020 movies, though. We're trying to hammer those out so we can be caught up with the stuff when we get to our year-end rankings. Uh, theaters intermittently, intermittently when we can. So if you have anything to recommend to us, we're still taking them. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Potos. On Twitter at FilmsWomenPod. Email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And we are on YouTube if you search Films with the Women in My Life. Um, oh, the, the one thing that did come out of this is my host. I think the thing I'm picking for my host pick, which is coming up in a few episodes, uh, is one of the things I watched after this. And uh, it is decidingly not bleak. So hopefully oh. that's something to look forward to at least. Uh, I mean, it's it, there's, some, there's some sadness, but it's very... It's, it's, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Jess, um, our evil plan worked. 
are even playing. This was your idea. <laughs> just for the <laughs> just would see two hours and eighteen minutes and be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you guys for being on. And until next yes. time, this is Brennan signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Telesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.